2: Okay, first off, I want to thank each and every one of you for allowing me to share with you these last couple of weeks, the first couple of days during the during the week. I really appreciate it. Thank you all so much. This has, it's, it's been an experience, a lovely, wonderful experience, and I'm grateful for all of you for allowing me
1: to be here with you
2: um okay so today we have been talking about we have been talking about transcending inconsistency and we have learned that inconsistency is just a part of life it's part of the ebb and flow of life the heartbeat of the universe and we've also talked about several other things like lessons and imperfection and change and what change does and then yesterday we talked about overcoming the fear of failure and the role of of I was about to say inconsistency the role of resilience so today what I want to talk to you all about is embracing vulnerability now
3: transparent moment
2: this is the one of the hardest journeys that I've had to take the transparency journey um being vulnerable because i ain't doing that i'm not gonna be vulnerable donna what we talked about in class oh sweet renee sweet that is awesome oh if you could send me the link to where you posted it i would love to share it that would be so awesome um real quickly i'm so sorry you said you create you created a note for for today already yeah it probably <laughs> had does you it have today's date on there yes ma'am okay i'll look for it <laughs> it probably hadn't updated yet on your end, so I'll copy and paste what i started it with okay okay and then you can just go from there thank you oh you're so very welcome thank you all right so being vulnerable is a journey that has been rough for me because
3: growing up okay and
2: here is Renee's blog on what we talked about yesterday there's the link
4: yeah I gave I gave the 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 regular version you'll be able to see the um because I just posted it yesterday (laughs) you'll see it
2: oh sweet no no awesome that is awesome if y'all can go click Uh, into the sunshine from the rain on medium go subscribe but being vulnerable is something that has been a journey for me um because growing up you're taught what happens in this house stays in this house first off secondly i don't know about y'all but growing up a lot of things happen in life and I was told I had to be strong. So my definition of being vulnerable is being weak. And I can't show weakness. I'm not supposed to show weakness. I'm supposed to be strong, you know. I have to be strong for my mom. I have to be strong for my little brother. I'm not supposed to show weakness. And vulnerability is one of those things. It's like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to, you know pour my emotions out, and wear my heart on the sleeve, but vulnerability is what is needed in inconsistencies, and vulnerability is not, is not about being weak. Vulnerable is, a being vulnerable is just being in a position where you are not guarded 24-7, and it gets tiresome. Like it's, it's, you're constantly battled day to day. And one of the things that I learned that being vulnerable with myself walks me through the inconsistencies. Because if I'm, if, if I vulnerable, being vulnerable and y'all know, I only talk from a place of what I've been through, what I'm going through. What I've experienced and how I've gotten over it. So anything I talk about is what I learned from myself. And being I've learned that being vulnerable allows me to lower that wall because in being strong, you you push away, um, you push away those that have actually come to help. Because what you're showing them is, I don't need help. To me, asking for help is being vulnerable. And I'm not supposed to ask for help because I'm the strong one. I am I should have it together. I shouldn't need help. So this morning, what I'm going to do is I'm going to open it up to everyone. So we can talk about it. Because embracing your imperfections, it often requires you being vulnerable. And being vulnerable is the courage to show your true self flaws in all. And I believe the first place you have to start is with you. You have to be vulnerable with yourself. <laughs> Sorry, Renee. I should just go ahead and take a residence, huh? Just go ahead and park and move in. <laughs> is you first have to be you have to you have to have the courage to show your true self flaws and all to yourself and then from there you can move forward so let's first talk about being vulnerable to yourself having the courage to embrace your imperfections your flaws And show your true self to yourself first. Because we have all learned in in any words of wisdom from Antonio, from Mr. Phil. We've learned in the words of wisdom from others outside of us. Um, The names escape me, but we all know them. can't think of the name I got I got the name of the book like think and grow rich guy and then I can't y'all please I know I should know the name I know I should but it's just not here this morning the name name of the
0: book think and grow
2: rich oh 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 my bad no yeah I have a brain thank you thank you Mr. Phil think and grow rich from the black perspective Dennis Kimbrough and Dennis Kimbrough. Thank you. Oh my goodness. My brain was just not, my brain was like, yeah, no, we got you on this part, but that part we, 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 we don't, uh, Napoleon Hill. Uh, just. They tell well, us. I all- feel bad. Minds worked like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not alone. See, it even prep talk. <laughs> See, no one struggles alone. Sweet. <laughs> but that being vulnerable to yourself that starting with yourself being okay and having the courage to to be your true self and for me that battle started with I'm perfect I don't know what you're talking about
3: y'all the one that needs change
2: I got my stuff together I know what I'm doing it went from that to I can't even look at myself in the mirror I'm so unhappy with me that the only time I look in the mirror is just to make sure the hair is straight, to make sure, you know, when you're brushing your teeth, sometimes you look up, make sure when you put on your clothes, everything fit in the right places, nothing overrolling anything else or nothing, you know, too snug or, you know, everything is evened out. You know, that's the only time I looked in the mirror. And it dawned on me one day, you can't even face yourself in the mirror. And so I had to have the courage to face myself in the mirror had to be vulnerable to me. And then it went from that to, okay, you're not the greatest person in the world. You're not as nice as you say you are. You're not as nice as people think you are. You're not nice to yourself. So uh, ma'am, what is wrong with you? Then it went to, okay, how many people have I hurt? How many people have I broken on this journey? Because I didn't have the courage to face my true self. Then it went to me. What kind of blessings and gifts have I missed? Because I was vulnerable and I put out that vibration and people passed me by
3: that were coming to help me.
2: So you have to start. Everything starts with you. You are the station of the vibrational frequency that people are attracted to. So what are you attracting? Antonio was teaching us one time, he he told us that everything is your fault. Now, of course, I had a problem with that because nothing's ever my fault. I'm perfect, I don't do wrong. But the more he taught, about vibrations and frequencies and then Abraham Hicks was introduced into my life and then Napoleon Hill was introduced into my life and then books like The Untethered Soul and Law of One all these different types of books were introduced into my life and as I'm reading them I'm like wait a minute everything is my fault because I'm I'm I am a magnet to what I put out. So if I'm not getting the things I want, that's what I'm telling the universe, that's, a, that's what I'm vibrating at. You listening to Louise Hay with
5: me this morning, okay? She oh. talking about all this stuff. Yeah. Oh, the really? Whole, the, mirror, the mirror, you gotta look at stuff in the mirror. You know, you gotta, yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. I, I had to do the work. I had to face me. And the more I faced me, the more things outside of me calmed down. See, what I've learned is when it comes to inconsistencies, remember when I I was telling you guys, inconsistency is not a bad thing. Your perception either views views it as toxic or views it as something amazing happening in your life for you to learn from. Well, my view of inconsistency was toxic. So all I had was toxic around me and when you're it and when you're when you have a wall up when you block who you are from the world all you attract to you is what's in your wall what's in your four walls of space and you don't you don't have the strength or the courage to face your inconsistencies because you're so busy blocking off everything else but the moment you're vulnerable with you, is you you have a peace within you that gives you the strength to fight everything outside of you. See, yesterday I told you I had to have a conversation with myself and say, hey, Nicole, damn it, you killing me. I'm going to need you to go and on, go on about, about your business and leave me be. Well, that's me talking to me, the me that's destructive the me that's guarded, the me that has the wall up, because I'm telling her we ain't putting no more walls up, look. First, I had to fight to get to the wall we put up. Then I had to fight through the wall we put up, only to find out there was another wall and another wall. only to and, And then only to see the damage caused from all these years of being guarded and not being vulnerable. So for all of you, how can... Being vulnerable, how can having the courage to be your true self, flaws and all, lead to deeper connections with people and then give a a sense of authenticity? Tell me how you, let me rephrase this question. Because each of you have been vulnerable in some shape, form, or fashion. Once you've gotten to that point, how did it lead to deeper connection with others? And then we talk about living in authenticity. So how has being vulnerable led to you having a, a, a stronger sense of authenticity?
3: That sounds like a cartoon.
2: <laughs> no, no no, one's been vulnerable? No one is? I'm, I'm trying to think. Uh, just ask the question again. How has... How has being true to yourself led to a deeper connection with others? And then how has it led to a sense of authenticity, a sense of realness within yourself?
6: Well, for me, since I have this, this time real quick to jump on, I will be vulnerable because I have found that being vulnerable is not only interesting, it is part of my healing. It is part of my growth and seeing those things work together It helps me to become wiser than just having knowledge. It has assisted me in reaching forward versus continually reaching backwards. That's why that example of the fan that Susan brought up yesterday, hit so hard because I had been used to, there, there was only one thing that I stayed consistent with and that was taking care of my children, my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren. Tending to Sandra was not a thing. I had to be made to do it and when I was made to do it, And I'm not talking about just baths and all that stuff. That was always me. You know what I'm saying? However, to go deeper into my own feelings, to go deeper into my own care and my own real character, that didn't happen until the preparation of meeting you all. One of the things that has been so dynamic for for Sandra, Sandra Lucky, has been <clears throat> so many things that God has blessed me with in the quest and the journey for getting to know me and doing things more or better. You know how you okay, I know you know as a parent, but other people who are on the call. If you think about a parent or aunt or uncle or a cousin who is the eldest, making sure that everybody eat, making sure that everybody got their clothes, making sure that everybody brushes the teeth, making sure that everybody got everything they need. But when it comes to you, There are things that you do only on a necessity basis. You'll brush your teeth, you'll wash your body, but not with the care that you should be having in your mind to do it with. Does that make sense? So when, when you're doing these things and you take time to know and feel, how does that feel to you to think, actually think about you, to put you in that place as you would, whoever else you would be caring for and say, this is for you. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this to care for you. Because one of the things that has happened is that I have learned how to care about Sandra, her feelings, protect Sandra, not in the way of how I was protecting me from abuse, but in a, in a way that is designed to help me grow. And that is simply amazing. So, all of that runs into what you were saying. And that's what I had. And that's my vulnerability because I continue to show up. I continue to be consistent. And that has never been after I got into my abusive relationship because I never wanted anyone to know exactly what was going on. I never wanted anyone to see me hurting. I never wanted anyone to know exactly where I am. You can't pinpoint me, what are you talking about? Do, because that became a risk. So to move into a different avenue helps me see the character that I am.
7: Mm-hmm. Did that make
6: sense? Yes, ma'am. That's that's
7: yes, me,
1: ma'am. Thank and you. <laughs>
2: No, thank you very much. Thank you very much for for sharing, Ms. Sandra. Talisha,
5: you raised your hand earlier. Yes, um, speaking on the vulnerability. For me, I'm speaking on vulnerability in two aspects. Um, In the workplace, my vulnerability has been pushbacks. Um, I've noticed
3: it's the opposite of what it should be um
5: being in corporate you speak your mind and you thinking you're doing it the right way and then you get the opposite reaction from the world um i have to say remember yesterday we were talking about uh you were saying me, grace and i think it was renee yeah it was renee And you're like our inner child. Like, we would like to, you know, that's who we are. On another aspect, besides everyone
3: on this call, I'm able to be myself
5: with kids and only kids. Um, They accept me for who I am and I can truly be me. And so that's why, when they have certain situations and stuff, I can talk to them and they understand, they accept what I have to say, and there's no pushback. And you guys have also been the same way. You accept me for who I am. I feel like any other adult outside of you guys, there's always, I get looked at differently, or uh, there's like I'm fighting for my voice. If that makes sense. And it's like, why why am I doing this? I'm an adult. Why am I fighting for my voice again? I'm just stating my opinion. Why, why is this there put this pushback? This no, this is how it should be. And um, for example, I went to two or three weeks ago, I took my daughter and um to I do silly stuff like marathons. Um, so like bouncy house marathons, mud marathons, like just crazy stuff. I do things like that. And so we went to a phone blow party marathon, 5K. Um, We did it. And so like, I'm jogging or whatever. And then there's some people just walking and I'm just trying to lift up their spirits. You know, I was like, you can do it, right? I'm that person who run past you. You can do it. And they just look at me like, something's wrong with her. Girl, please. Like, you know, it's just one of those looks like, girl, please, this is hard. Like, sit down. Um, But it's just the thought of, I don't feel accepted in the adult world. So um, how can I come back to that? Or, or another thing I, I noticed with my vulnerability. What I'm coming to realize as we speak is, maybe I shouldn't worry about the ones that don't accept me and just stay with the ones who do accept me. Stay with yeah. my
2: child. are that part, right there. It took me a long time to get there, Talisha. It took me a really long time to get there. I think it was yesterday we were talking about it, and we were talking about yes, it, I think it was yesterday. and Mr. Phil brought up, he's like, I'm not saying I'm right. that's you know, that's that's what's right. that's what's right for me. And then we were talking about what's right for other people, just because. They did, de- oh, that was Macedonia. So sorry. Thank you. Um, it, so what I've learned in that space, Talisha, is I now know because I have walked through being vulnerable on this platform, like you, I can be myself on this platform. I can be goofy, I can create words. Every now and then a cuss word will fly out of my mouth i can say crazy stuff and don't feel judged but this is also a community of like-minded individuals we're not here to judge each other we're here to love each other so when you so you limit your and tony used to tell us all the time limit your time limit your time with people with certain people some people you can't just say you did to me in chunk deuces some people you can't do that I mean you know you can't chunk deuce to your family there are family reunions I mean you don't have to go but you know (laughs) but then there are some people that you you learn how to love from a distance like there are people in my family I absolutely love them but will I go sit at their houses for two hours straight or three hours, or stay the night, hell no, because I don't want that energy. That's what's right for you. It's not right for me in my space, and the reason why you're so comfortable around kids, I've never said, uh, I don't know if I've ever told you all this, but I actually used to work at a private school. I used to work at a private school. I worked in a section called readiness one and two they are the kids who haven't been potty trained yet they're they're too young for pre-k so it's like pre-pre-k and one day I came in and the principal she was like hey I need a huge favor I need you to teach a class for me um the teacher hasn't arrived yet and I looked at I was like yo I'm gonna teach some kids and mind you they were they're like five and six like they're 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 kindergarten and first graders and I'm like I don't know how to teach kids I was like, "What do I teach?" She's like, "Well, the lesson plan is in there, and da 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 da." I'm up sitting there. I don't know how. I don't know how to read no lesson plan. I don't know how to teach no kids. I am an aide for the babies. I don't have to teach them. I just have to make sure their diapers are clean. I have to make sure I just go make sure they got their snacks. You know, we watched movies all the time when I when when Miss Didi was there because Miss Didi don't teach. Well, I got into that class, Talisha, and when I tell you, I had the greatest time. We learned our ABCs. We had a little, you know, got a little song going. And some of them till this day, if I see them, they'll walk up to me and they'll remind me of the song that I taught them. We had a whole jam session, Grace. Whole jam session. But the reason is because you feel safe around kids because they're just as vulnerable as you. That's why they understand you because you're a big kid and you
3: understand them, you don't, you, when
2: you're, when you're vulnerable, period, you are a kid. Kids are in a constant state of vulnerability. That's where they're also always in a constant state of learning. Jesus said, come to me as a kid. Why? Because when you go to him, you are vulnerable. When you go to him, you're vulnerable with a brain that is open to anything he has to teach. So when you walk in a constant state of vulnerability, you're walking in a constant state of openness and ready and being ready to be taught. And when you're vulnerable, you have to learn the lesson of forgiveness. Because when you're that, we put up the walls because we were vulnerable but vulnerable with somebody and they completely destroyed us And we told ourselves, never to hell again. We wrote in the book of Diana on this day chapter 3 verse 26, thou shalt never screw me over again. We wrote that in our personal Bibles. and when we did that we blocked any, we, we hindered, we blocked, we tainted
3: any spiritual relationship we could have. So when, so as we are comfortable
2: with kids, because we're home, because they're just as vulnerable as we are, they're not going to hurt us like these adults are going to hurt us. And as adults, we still emotionally connect that way with kids. I have a ball with my kid. And every now and then my adult interferes and we don't have fun anymore. My adult as in me. <laughs> and we don't, we, we, we clash. But that's what being vulnerable is. Being vulnerable is being in a
3: constant state of kid.
2: The most rigid person was broken down as a kid so growing up they were like I got this they got every piece of armor on from the from the string of the head to the tip of the toenail
3: every piece of armor but when you get someone
2: who is comfortable and had the courage to go in and be like yeah I'm okay with that you hurt me but I learned the lesson and it allowed me to move forward they're in a state of peace that is unimaginable I look at Mr. Phil every single day let me tell y'all something I look at Mr. Phil every single day and I don't know if y'all have noticed but he always sits with this air of
3: peace to him he
2: always looks cool calm and collected like huh? i'm good and he has told us his journey he has told us his story most people would not be sitting there looking at calm now i can i can't even begin to imagine what goes through the head of Mr. Phil, but we know, we, we know how he is, how he is. Your seventh sense, your sense of humor. He shares it with us all the time, but he sits in a constant state of peace. And the more I learn, the more I'm like, huh, he found the secret. Mr. Phil is vulnerable with
3: us. He's always himself. He, as far as I know, him and Miss
2: Susan, they have battled life. Yet they both are just cool, calm, and collected. And the only thing I can think of is they figured out vulnerability, they figured out the inconsistencies, they Have they have gone through it all and was like, Hey, we're good. Life is good. We still wake up every (laughs) morning. And that is, and if y'all, if you've also noticed, Mr. Field seems like a big kid at times. And I love it. Like every time he says something, i will be like, come on, Mr. Phil, I'm ready. Every time he amused, I shut up on purpose because I know he's about to say something. He does what kids do, say something profound and then act like he didn't say it. Have y'all noticed that?
3: Or is it just me? Okay, okay. If you pay
2: attention to kids, they'll have this moment of just pure the honesty, straightforward, they will, kids will drop nuggets on you and then you'll, you'll sit back and you'll look at them like, well, where the hell did that come from? And they just go right back to just, Hi, mommy. I'm like, Dude, what did you just say? That when I see Mr. Phil, I see being true to yourself, being your big kid at all times. Thank you, Mr. Phil, because I, I literally do sit here and look at, I, I just sit here and watch, and I'm like, he just always cool, calm, and collected. Like, it's just another day. <laughs> and that, 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 what that does is it shows us, even Uncle Romy Wrong, he'll sit there. He'll, he'll do the same. He'll just sit there every now and then he'll rock. He'll, he'll fold his arms. He'll rock like he do right now. And then he'll unmute his mic, drop some insane knowledge and then meet it right back and go home just, and he tells us what goes on in his life. To me, these are two men who have mastered vulnerability, inconsistencies, they keep smiling, no matter what is going on in their lives, they're always smiling. And the reason why I pointed out
3: the men is because they have a lot to carry and they don't look like it. They cool, calm and collected. And I'll be sitting there like, what the? I'm confused. But they're vulnerable. And if two grown men can be as vulnerable as kids, why the hell can't we? They are both true to themselves.
2: They are both providers. They're both fathers, Uncle Romy Rome. I know. I know you're not, but you are. I just need you to understand you have fathered many children, several children, several children in multiple states. Not biological. No child support. No child support. <laughs> Come on, I can me wrong. Let me reiterate, because somebody go watch this and listen to it early and be like, oh, my goodness. No, not biologically. You don't have to biologically have a seed to father a child or to mother a child, okay? Grace is mother to hundreds. Let me tell y'all something. They don't miss her either. Like like when they see her in public, they don't they do not pass her by. They stop. Hey, Miss those. So that's what I <laughs> that's what I mean by father of many. No, Uncle Romy Rome is not out there being a Rolling Stone, okay? <laughs> I've heard the song. I know every lyric to the song. He is not a Rolling Stone, okay? <laughs> But no, that's what vulnerable, that's what being vulnerable does. They are true to themselves. Talisha, when you are with the kids, you're being true to yourself. But now the practice for both of us is being true to ourselves even when we're not in our environment. Hey, Deanna.
7: Yes, sir. means you dragged me in here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um I do want to say something, please. And then I'm gonna shut up. You don't have to. Um, I know, but I, but I, I choose to. Uh, I want to say because I haven't, I haven't talked the last couple of days, and uh, and then and then Phil made me talk on Friday, and I didn't want to. eat, I didn't want to then. But interestingly enough, I want to say to everybody, thank you for the last few days. You, you Dion especially, because you've been leading the way. You know that old that old T Antonio guy. He, he out there somewhere. But thank you so much. And then I want to thank the group because you're absolutely right. And, and I can't speak for Phil. I can only speak for myself. Is that um, most of the time I have my camera on because what what happens here to me is extremely valuable. That's why I don't multitask and you don't see me doing a whole lot of other stuff like that. Every now and then I'll I'll do like this, but. It, you know, pray for me, okay? But the point is that I want to thank everybody because I've really, really been listening and, and absorbing and really, um, um, I don't know, being blessed by the comments and people's authenticity and all that. So I'm really sure that. Interestingly enough, I received a text message yesterday Ooh. at 9, no, at one thirty p.m. from a friend of mine who's going through some stuff and i didn't read it until this morning so what i want to do is i want to share with the group her text message and what i replied and what i replied was definitely because of what happened with this group so that's why i'm saying thank you okay so here's her here's her here's her text she says hey i need prayer now because i'm not sure what to do it's hard to not be angry about the situation because I'm running around like a chicken cut off to save myself from eviction. I thought God would show up, but I'm not sure. I'm t- I'm I'm trying to to bless PPL, I don't know what that is, People. just to get off FD, something over. Just doesn't feel like God is on my side right now. So I saw that this morning at 6.15. Here was my reply. Haven't gotten it. And I haven't gotten a reply back yet. I said to her, I says, feelings aren't facts. Stop looking at how you feel and focus on the facts and the real issues. Then ask God to help you formulate a plan to address each issue. You can't fix them all at once. And, and that is frustrating, but God is waiting on your next move. Where's your faith? All capital letters, faith. Find it and lay it at God's feet. Then make your next move. God hasn't gone anywhere. You are the problem. Now get out of God's way so he can get to work. I love you.
2: I am so happy you read that, Uncle Romy Rome. Thank you so much.
7: (laughs) But I wanted to thank you guys because you guys were the ones that inspired me to give her, and and, and can I say one more thing? Yes. What she's going through, I'm going through, and more. Mm. And so what I gave to her is what I need to do for Jerome. Mm. So thank you guys, because not only was I able to bless her, I was able to bless myself. So thank you guys. All right, I'll shut up now.
2: Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. That was a two-way blessing. <laughs> but you reading that was a blessing as well, Uncle Roman Rome, because how, okay, show of hands. How many times have you emotionally gone to God and had asked him to fix something? and It ain't work out and it ran you hot. But you was also in the way. hmm That's why Exodus 4, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna make a shirt. Y'all gonna see one day I'm gonna pop up here and I'm gonna have on the shirt. It's gonna say Exodus 14, 14, because Exodus 14, 14 takes the emotion out of it. But you have to be vulnerable enough to know that
3: you are in the way. And
2: let me tell you something, Exodus 14, 14, the first time I heard it, it actually, okay, so God has a tendency to literally pop me in the back of my head. Like I'll be sitting here and I'll be talking to him and I just kind of feel that way. And you know, <laughs> like I just be sitting here and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, I got you. I got you. Cause I told y'all, I told him, he know this child, you got to come sit in front of me and tell me face to face what you want me to do. Well, on that day, He popped me in the back of my head and was like, fool, that's why you go to school. (laughs) So CVS can call you. And Exodus Exodus 14, 14 for me is the answer to everything. It's the answer to me taking my inconsistencies and not making them toxic. It's the answer to me being vulnerable. It's the answer... to me having the courage to look at myself because you can't I don't just pray to God or ask the universe for things outside of me I need his help with me
3: like this little freckle
2: face high yellow chick right here Trust me, if y'all knew my brain, you'd be like, okay, I need a vacation from you because you you doing too much. I knew I was doing too much back in the day. This was the first shift in my life. Well, the second shift after the first decision I ever made that completely altered the entire course of my life. I made that decision at the age of 17 on January 1st, 2001. And I had to come to another decision when the manager for the, the, the office manager for the company I worked for, I walked in one morning, sat down, got my desk set up. And I noticed she was just sitting there. She had a coffee and she had some snacks and she was just staring at me. And I looked at, I was like, Hey,
3: you know, did I do something wrong? She said, no, I'm just waiting
2: in my head. I'm like, what's she waiting for? So I started working, and she was like, you're not going to tell me? I'm like, tell you what? She said, what happened? Like, what happened over the weekend? Like, she said, girl, I stopped watching the stories. I just wait to come to work to hear you tell me about your life. I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's when I knew
3: right there I needed a change.
2: She stopped watching the stories, grace, God, and light as the world turns. The bold and the beautiful, all that. Younger yeah, the all that. Younger the rest, She stopped watching that and she waited for me to come in so I could tell her the drama of my life.
3: At that point, I knew a change had to be made. Diana? Yes, ma'am.
8: It kind of goes like what Felicia was saying. And believe me, we've had those things happen to us. Um, you know, she was happy and running and happy to be there and feeling good and wanted to say something to people to inspire them or just because you felt good and happy. And and their reaction, the thing we have to to look at is maybe, you know, at the end of the thing, if they were standing there drinking water, you know, Next time, somebody you could go over and and just talk to, them. you know, just regular talk. And because people that are really hurting or they might, it might have been the first time, maybe one of them had a health issue and they were walking together in support. You know, we don't know what they're going, what's going on. So you can't be like... Sorry, you know, or whatever. Not that you do that, but you know, you see people do that when they're all excited about something and someone doesn't respond the way they want, then they get a little dig in there. Um, and public, and it could be with strangers. So just always keep in mind you don't know the rest of the story. Thank you. Yeah. No, that was awesome, Mrs. Susan. That was perfect
2: because. It brings us back to kids. There are some kids, if in the first seven years, if the downloads that they received were of positivity, encouragement, and everything, when you go at them, they're like, oh, okay. But they brush it off and keep going. But that but when you have trauma as a kid, when you are being hey, good morning, everybody's gonna be like, it will bring you down. And uh, Miss Susan, thank you so much. Thank you so much for bringing that back up. Be a kid at all times, and kids are vulnerable. Kids don't care if you snap at them; it'll it'll get to them for that moment. But they'll go on to the next toy and be okay. That's what we have to do. And at our light, our light. Is being a kid like that's how our light comes through and what do kids do no matter a kid will walk away from you if they sense that there's something not right about you but a kid will run up to a random stranger and hug them like they've known them all their lives i saw don do it it scared the crap out of me he just walked up to this random man in the store and kissed him on his leg and the, the guy looked down at it and smiled. And I'm here like, don't do that. <laughs> like, don't do that. <laughs> but that was when I was in a mindset of not being a kid. There was something that he sensed about that guy. And him being a kid, he just, he was vulnerable. He was in his vulnerability and he showed whatever that guy needed for that smile that day. So Talisha, don't stop. It it could be a random stranger with a smile on their face. Hey, you got this. You have a good day and just keep walking. You did your part. But that's a part of being vulnerable, doing your part and not changing your vibration based on the reaction of someone else. And that's the hardest. I'm 40 years in. I've made entire life decisions based on somebody's response to me. The dumbest thing ever, but I did it. And when I sit down and I think back, I'd be like, oh, why did I do that? That was so dumb. If I would have just kept going, don't let it phase me, I would have been okay. But that's a part of being vulnerable. See, there's a two-way street to being vulnerable. there's a two-way street to being vulnerable the first thing is you are secure in who you are and the second thing is you spread your light no matter what and nothing else affects you see Antonio Mr. Phil talks about it Antonio talks about it Thought plus emotion equal creation. I used to say all the time, "I'm an emotional being. I'm an emotional being." That is bull. Let me tell you something. Yes, I am emotional, but it's it's you shouldn't you shouldn't make decisions from emotional places. Take the emotion out of it, and being when you're vulnerable. It forces you to take the emotion out of it because as an empath, I get all emotions. And sometimes I, it took me a while. And even today, sometimes I don't know which ones are mine. So I have to take emotion out of it. And when I take emotion out of things, it allows me to be vulnerable because there's been times I've sat here and I felt like 50 million different like, emotions just flow through me at one time. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, is this me? <laughs> like, Is this someone on here? Someone on here is not okay. And it took me a while to get to, to that point. So, But being vulnerable, if I wasn't vulnerable like I am now, I wouldn't be able to know what is mine. And I would respond to every emotion. But being vulnerable with myself first allows me to say to myself, girl, it's not you. Somebody on here is hurting. And and either in the middle of the call or after the call, somebody will get a text message from me. But y'all have gotten them. Y'all just didn't know where they came from. Y'all was thinking they was random. Nope it was not random <laughs> it was nowhere near random I felt you and I had to I had to sit back and disseminate a hey, that's probably not the word to use but it's my word for today. <laughs> what like who it was so being vulnerable it's 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 part of your life blood it it helps you walk through life because if you you have to be vulnerable, but vulnerable with yourself first. If you're not being vulnerable, but the, the V word with yourself, <laughs> it wasn't coming out, Talisha. It was not coming out. If you're not being vulnerable with yourself, you're not being authentic with yourself.
8: Diana, yes, me. I remember my first <clears throat> two real jobs, you know, out of college. And the fir- first one was, you know, the uranium enrichment plant, the Department of Energy that I worked with. <clears throat> and, you know, everybody when I got there was just, it was all quiet and serious and all this stuff. And um, the one lady that was down the other end, she was petite like me and she loved the way I dress. I mean, I dress professional, you know, business suits, the whole thing every day. Um, but so I would kind of, poke fun or have a little bit of energy fun and got that going in that area. These are computer science. These are computer people, you know, highly intelligent. That was that whole department. Um, I mean, that was when the big mainframes took up the entire floor. So that's, that's what I was in, in the middle of all these computer systems. So then in the afternoon, I liked to get up and walk around. So I would go back to where the programmers were. And they sometimes were there all night long. They would spend all night to really get the real work done. So I would take them back, you know, little pieces of candy and this and that and, and be silly with them and just, just be silly. And then the other guy would bring me his sliced carrots and stuff during the day. You know, he dropped those off to me. So I brought that to it didn't know but I just I just felt everybody had more energy because there was like I said that lady sitting across from me who really didn't have anything to do and she would just sit like this all day long you know and and not really have anything to do and she would stare at me and (laughs) I had too much to do um so I did that there and then when I you know, went to Cape Cod and worked with research scientists. I mean, heavy duty scientists. Um, and it was quiet and and the guy's wife would come in and she was mean and and it was like a rough environment. And you know, I would I did the same thing with because I'm sitting around the research scientist, and that was hard. I mean, literally real close to them. So I I would go down in the lab area where they were you know bringing in the horseshoe crabs and dunking them in and doing all the different things and it that was kind of fun and I started having fun with them and then the people upstairs kind of wanted that a little bit more and they started loosening up so I didn't I wasn't aware before I met Phil I wasn't aware really of what I was doing I just knew that I didn't like being somewhere you know, for eight hours um, sitting in a chair. And if I could get up and move around and have a little fun, then it made it easier for me. And what I was doing was helping the whole environment to, to have that. And that's what Talisha was doing. She was having fun and just wanted to, you know, share that joy she was feeling with someone else. And, you know, sometimes it doesn't work, but in, you know, a work environment like that, you know, you know, you're, whatever you're going to do next, you know, you want to see what the environment is when you go in. That's, that's where you really can tell what's going on. And just like the thing we watched with Phil, those people heard him, they wanted that, you know, and people do want that. Mm -hmm. Most people do want that. And so it just, it just brought that to my mind. No, thank you for
2: sharing. Oh, go ahead, Mr. Field.
8: Out of the book, Wisdoms of the Mystic
9: Masters, that I give my birthday present to Antonio. And then it was also my birthday present to me. I read this book 50 years ago. So I gave it to me. Susan got it free for my birthday. But the Rosicrucian says, every human being uses two kinds of energy, physical energy and soul apprenticeship. <coughs> Or psychic energy. Our physical energy comes from us from what we eat and drink and from the air we breathe. A small part of our physical, of our psychic energy comes this way. But most of us comes through our psychic centers. These centers are likened to transformers which tap into the sea of energy around us and condition it for our use. All is energy vibrating at different rates.
2: Mm. I like that. Much that explains why you gotta keep your body cleansed and clear of toxins because some of your psychic energy comes from that and then now what mr phil just said one of those areas is right here your hands palms of your hands bottom of your feet and the top of your head
3: i'm just throwing that out there for those of you who
2: just know your psychic energies, the energies that where you absorb the energies around you, here, top of your head, palms of your hands, bottom of your feet. Every now and then my hands tingle and I'll just go outside and hold them up to the air and let the wind flow through them. It's very refreshing. For Sounds
3: future
9: reference,
2: somebody's going to mm-hmm. need to know that
9: you forgot one area
2: which area did i forget your genitals yes that is it <laughs> i know y'all but that is actually it's actually a point it's a shocker point too <laughs> the facial expressions are hilarious i love it i love it so much But for future reference, somebody, the information that I just said, somebody's going to need that information. You know who you are. I don't have to call you out. Top of your head, third eye, hands, bottom of feet, and your genital area. Also study your chakras. Study your chakras. Whoever that was for, don't know who, just have a feeling somebody's going to need that energy. The, the information, study your
8: chakras, know your energy points. Okay. <laughs> and take some yoga um, and find the ones that they really focus on the chakras. I love those. Um, and, you know, and then you lay down at the end and you just, everything just is loose and open and you just lay there for a while. Um, it's a great feeling. I have almost like an out-of-body you know, like I'm not even laying on the mat anymore. When you really find a good yoga
3: instructor that knows all that.
2: Thank you, Ms. Susan. Thank you very much. I see you unmuted. Talisha, give me one quick second because Miss Susan says something. Um, first off, that means Ms. Susan was a humor consultant before humor consultants became humor consultants. That's what I'm, I'm saying is for a reason, y'all. So she already had that vibration out there. And Mr. Phil already had that vibration out there. So their vibrations drew each other too, drew them together. And they've been in business as the original humor consultants for 42 years. Yes, 42, I'd do my math in my head, make sure
3: I was right. <laughs> but if Ms. Susan, had not been vulnerable and authentic to herself, the humor consultants
2: wouldn't exist. If Mr. Phil, with his entire life, had not been vulnerable and authentic to himself, humor consultants would not exist. They wouldn't have a Chad, not a Rad Chad, not a, I forgot the other ones he said, It's not a Rad Chad, not a, Something, Chad, with Chad Chad, something like that. I can't remember exactly how you said it. But I loved how he did that. The the, the seventh sense wouldn't exist. Your sense of humor, that none of that would be in existence had neither one of them been vulnerable and authentic with themselves.
8: It's funny, Deanna, because, you know, my really good friend, and she's still like my best friend today, um when we would go out into the country to their country like home. Um, you know, there it was just dark. It was we went this long like dirt road for a long time up a hill, and then there their place was. And we would, you know, I mean, it was like we were away from school and friends, and we were always that's all we did was silly stuff all the time. Just total silly stuff. And one night we were outside i think we were trying to get lightning bugs and all of a sudden we saw like it looked like a flying saucer and both of us i mean we just it just drew us both up like this and we just kept looking at it and we we couldn't believe it and then then when we looked at each other then we went we ran in the house and we knew what we saw we knew i to this day i know what we saw and we were open and vulnerable you know um and then they had a place downtown a business and it was in this big building and we went weaved up through and we found this hidden room so we took that hidden room and that was our peace cool place we painted it all black and you know and then we just put all this cool stuff in there and incense and and that was you know we were older then we were like 13 and that was like really cool um to have that and we would sometimes take a few people there if you know but we really didn't like or and the mother didn't like us doing that but if she wasn't around we would you know not boys like that and just like people to show them and they would sit and we had like you know we'd cross our legs and listen to music and it was a real zen type of place so um I don't know what I was doing those times but you know that was other stuff that kind of I think The universe put us together and then everybody was talking about us I just came home Phil was there marketing bank stock and people were telling me about him and people were telling um, him about me and so you know it's like who is this guy and that's the first person I was introduced to when I went to the party with my brother and we met it was that very week it was, I'd been home a week from Cape Cod, and
3: it was that Saturday night.
8: It had to, no. <laughs> 7-11, oh, thank heaven. It was on 7-11. <laughs> so the universe put us together, as you say, Diana. And it was all because
2: they were vulnerable, and they were authentic to themselves.
3: Before I go to you, Talisha, because I saw you unmuted earlier, I want to ask everybody. Have you ever dated someone or been with someone and after a little while, you kind of look at them and be like, what the
2: hell did I see in you? Has anyone ever done that before?
10: Yep. Okay.
2: Y'all want me to tell y'all what that was?
10: Too many times.
2: <laughs> oh, profit! Be vulnerable. <laughs> I would tell y'all what that was. Because you want weren't vulnerable and authentic with yourself, you attracted someone who was not vulnerable and authentic with themselves. So instead, oh, the <laughs> so instead of. Two authentic people
3: dating. You had two representatives dating, and the vulnerable you, the the auth the real you, bumped heads with them because y'all wasn't even supposed to be together anyway. But your avatars vibrated at the same vibration so when you look back at
2: them after you have raised your vibration and you look back at them you'd be like oh and for those of us who have kids we do that same thing to our kids we had kids with our avatars and expect our kids to come out wonderful perfect you wasn't supposed to be with that person. Now, kids are a blessing, regardless, because they teach you lessons. Trust me, mine taught me a whole. I'm I am here today because of mine. Because trust and believe, I had to learn some stuff. Because that little boy is a reflection. And let me tell you something: I was not liking my reflection. I was like, "Wait a minute, that is me. That's how I am." And the first time, the first time I realized it, when he was driving in the car. I've told y'all this story. He was driving in the car. I wanted to listen to a certain kind of music. He didn't want to listen to it. I said, well, we're going to listen to my first and yours. And he in the back seat. I have the volume at its highest and I can hear him over the music. I'm like, wait a minute. And I told him, I said, what well, we're not going to do is you are not going to ruin my joy because it's something you don't want to do. How many of y'all have ruined other people's joys
3: because it's something you didn't want to do? yeah yeah that's what happens your kids will tell you who you are
2: and it wasn't pretty but when you're vulnerable and you're authentic you end up in business and married for 40
3: plus years you end up being father to many Provider, the covering. When you are vulnerable, you
2: allow the universe to act on your behalf. The universe is going to act, period. But when you're vulnerable and you're authentic, the you, know, you you see it more and it there's more ebb and flow so your the inconsistencies you don't turn them toxic those inconsistencies become oh okay well i know not to touch the stove again when it's red <laughs> and you keep on moving you don't <gasps> And just keep it there forever. Like you don't do that. And, and you don't not cook anything ever in life. Like you just, you just learn. Okay. Yep. Don't touch it when it's red. Got it. And you keep on moving but that that's but that vulnerability it's important because if you're not vulnerable and if you're not authentic your inconsistencies will destroy you like you won't move you'll stay in place you you will become a hermit and you won't go anywhere you won't do anything you'll just sit right where you are go ahead Talisha
5: the floor is yours you said several things but I okay. really was trying to tell Miss Susan I love that till on her. Um it, it is it compliments. Beautiful. It compliments her hair and, and her face. It makes it stand out. So it's a really pretty color on you. Um I also wanted to say, so you're telling me stay away from guys that walk approach me, because that's been the case. Like I'll be minding my business and they approach me. So noted.
2: Um, wait. <laughs> well, wait, hold on. Don't stay away. But be yourself. Be yourself. Now, I'm not saying every person, every guy that comes up to you be like, oh, yeah, come on. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying.
8: I'm just- players. <laughs> they might be players. Out
2: there. <laughs> I'm just. better you. to
8: meet somebody through somebody.
2: Thank you, Mrs oh no, and- that never happened before. It's always random guys approaching me. <laughs> But if you are being vulnerable and authentic to yourself, the right one will approach you. That doesn't mean, okay, come on, let's do this. And at, at I'm not gonna speak for you, but I, I've known what you've been going through. You share it with some of us. You ain't really trying to do nothing. You you ain't trying to see you, you just you good with you and athlete right now. So you ain't even trying to but work on that vibration because you'll have someone. You'll have someone that will approach you that is for your good. And that vibration will push them away. So continue to work on you. But be be Talisha be a kid. Tell Alicia, gone on by the business, and let Talisha be herself. Because not only, not only will you push them away, but you'll push anybody away who's coming to assist you in your growth because they're going to feel that vibration of "Mm -mm, not today and they're going to go on about their business and you're going to miss out on help mr phil go ahead and then back to you oh i thought mr phil immediately
9: yeah talisha are you an audiobook person or do you like to read real books i like a mixture of both Well, there's a book called Getting the Love You Want, written by a pastoral psychologist, got his doctorate degree in marriage counseling, and then found himself going through a divorce. Because I failed as a preacher, I failed as a counselor, and I failed as a husband. Then he wrote this book. I recommend it to many, many people. I read it when Susan and I were married in probably 20, 23 years, and it took our relationship to another level. And one of the tenets is, is that you subconsciously marry the person you feel will heal your childhood wounds. That's just one of the ten, tenets in the book. So it's called Getting the Love You Want by Harville Hendricks. And you can get an audio book or you can get a real book. Recommended it highly to anybody who's either in a relationship, just getting out of a relationship, or even thinking about getting into a relationship.
5: Thank you. I found it on YouTube just now. I'm going to look at it. Oh, there you go.
2: I just, uh, wait, I have to point out something Mr. Phil said. He said the guy said, the person you marry is the person you think will heal your childhood trauma. Do you know how stressful that is to do to somebody?
3: I did it to Antonio. <laughs> oh, he's
2: still here? I don't know. I do not know. Because when I tell you that man right now, I would have been gone.
3: I would have been gone.
2: Let me tell you. The stuff I put him through. (laughs) He said, pray for me. (laughs) Let me tell y'all something. But that's what we do when we're not vulnerable to our, when when we're not vulnerable and authentic to ourselves, we put people
3: through hell. Heal my childhood trauma. Make me happy. Jump through hoops to show me how much you love me.
2: You only do that to people when you ain't authentic to yourself. Cause you are supposed to heal your childhood trauma. You are supposed to jump through hoops to show yourself how much you love you.
5: Not telling these people my business. Stop it. Stop oh my
4: bad. <laughs> I told you, Deanna, to get out of my driveway, and you keep lingering. Back out immediately.
2: I'm just gonna park in the garage, okay, Renee? I'm hey, just gonna the garage. I'm gonna grab a bag.
4: No trespassing. That's right. <laughs> no trespassing, ma'am. <laughs> you invited me. <laughs> Gosh, I didn't even give you my address.
2: I found your vibration. <laughs> but that's what you do. Okay, so I'm gonna bring up because
3: all of you are entrepreneurs. So if you're
2: doing that to people by not being vulnerable and authentic to yourself. What you doing in your business to your customers? Oh, shit. And Why so don't, that's the kind of customers you get. If you get them. Right. That's the, if you get them. Because if your vibration is pushing people away, And you got this beautiful business with this great product that you know going to work where your customers at. See, I'm not just talking to y'all about, you know, personal growth and all that. No, 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 no. It's business related. Antonio taught me that one. I had inconsistent customers because I was inconsistent in my business. (laughs) I had customers who was not
3: vi- vi- uh, vulnerable because I wasn't vulnerable. I had cutthroat people around me because I was cutthroat.
2: I had a whole conversation with the bit with somebody that I partnered with. They did something, and we had we had a contract via word of mouth and a shake of a hand. He broke that contract. I read him his rights, and my husband at the time, my ex husband Don's daddy, he looked at me. He said, "Did you have to do him like that?" I said, "He'll never do it again."
3: You don't think my
2: customers wasn't the same way? <laughs> I had I had a client leave me for my friends.
3: I had customers who
2: were not vulnerable with me. Therefore, I couldn't fully work for them. I had customers end up back in jail. They weren't vulnerable, they weren't vulnerable with me and let me know that they was out on bond. Dude, I didn't even know you had a case. <laughs> like I'm getting collect calls for prison. Like, I'm getting letters written to me and I ain't heard from you in weeks. And I'm sitting there like,
3: when did you ever get these? I had customers that didn't want to work. What was my thought process? Oh, this is not going to be hard. I don't have to work this hard for this. I had customers with big egos. I got this. I can do this better than anybody else. You get what you give. But we think it's them instead of reflecting within ourselves first. Go ahead, Talisha. You need still You're still talking. I just had to point out but you were still talking. I think I was done. I think I was... Okay. I was- but that... Man, being vulnerable has been my hardest journey. Because for the first 30 some odd years of my life, I was told to be strong.
2: And being vulnerable is showing weakness. That was my perception of it. But now that I'm older, I understand that being vulnerable is being strong.
3: It's the greatest strength ever. Because if I wasn't vulnerable, we
2: wouldn't be having the conversations we've had for the past couple of weeks. It would be straight. Okay, this is what you do. And y'all wouldn't talk. I would have sat here and talked for two hours straight because I'm teaching you not having a conversation with you. You would raise your hand, I would let you speak, and then I would finish on with my script. I have absolutely no script. I'm going off. I have a point that in that point is not for me to teach. That point is just a refresher so I can so I can know how to start the conversation. I have no script. You could ask Grace. I used to script out everything verbatim. My first keynote that I did while crying was written out (laughs) verbatim. (laughs) So I'm reading the script through tears. I will never forget that. Oh my goodness. That was a turning point for my life, (laughs) y'all. But being vulnerable allows for friendships. It allows for healthy relationships. It allows for healthy partnerships, and it allows for love.
4: Go ahead, Prophet
2: or Renee.
4: Yeah, it's me. Um, okay. so you know, it's um, it's a long. What I think I'm probably will say it's a long road to the hold or something. There's a there's a word I forget, but anyway, it's um sometimes with being vulnerable because I I always thought that being vulnerable uh is a weakness too because I was like oh. and I, I and I've had to really think about um things that I've heard and like like at my at my mom's funeral and my uncle Bob says to me, Renee be you know be strong, be strong, Renee, be strong. And and I I received what he what he said but then of course you know once you kind of come back to yourself and you're rewinding everything that was that was said and I thought what the hell is that I was like what? I was like what does that even mean I'm like you're asking me to be strong on the day that I'm burying I'm burying the I'm burying my mother and I'm like what the hell is that And and I was like, "How do I? How am I even supposed to be? I mean, what does that? What does that even mean?" And I had to dissect that. And I was like, "But you know, it—it was you—you, I—I became I became very very cold towards towards people towards yeah towards people because." I was very over, I was very, very overly nice, you know, when I was younger and then people, like, you know, and people trampled on that. And then I said, man, F this, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna be that way, you know? And, and I, I chose my, my words um, sometimes. And sometimes people would be like, oh, like, this one kid said to said to me like renee why are you so mean to me and i literally said i'm only mean to people i don't like (laughs) i literally i was like i don't care i mean and he was like i don't like you either i was like i don't care dude i don't don't so you know i um sometimes i'll be very very cold to people because i was like man I, i don't i don't care um and in some parts and sometimes I, I'm like I'm like, oh well it is what it is. I don't care. <laughs> I'm still somewhat, somewhat that, that way. But um there was always a well, you don't have to be, you know, you always have to be strong, you have to do this. And then once I started, um, you know, so many emotions will be built up in me that sometimes I would just cry and it would be like marathon crying just crying I was just I was like Ugh. and then I was like man and and I didn't like crying in front of people because if, if I cried in front of people they're like oh well she's just being weak and I was like Ugh. and and I just it was so uh, it was an emotional emotional roller coaster you know what I'm saying a spaghetti junction I like to say sometimes but it's um learning to to be like yeah this is how I feel and that's okay and when people it's funny when people say oh you're so you know I appreciate you being transparent you know I've heard people tell me that and well now and I said it's funny because I was never really that transparent um some things people were like when I didn't know you went through that yeah why you say? It? I'm like, cuz I just <laughs> I just didn't say nothing. It it's um I'm still learning. You're like, man, I learned something new about you all the time, Renee. Yeah, there's some things that I'm still learning about me at this at this point, but um I'm not I'm still learning how how to be vulnerable, especially, especially with Jay. I Jay worked hard for this. I sure no did. He did. He worked hard to, for this because the walls were up with pit bulls on every level because it was there and it was thick.
7: Jericho walls.
4: Uh, that's right. And he may be lowballing those because they were probably titanium. Um, and but there was a certain a certain amount that I had healed at least a little bit because. I had never, I never ever said, you know, oh man, I'm the same. I never said that, and I'm grateful I never did. Um, but I did wonder, <laughs> you know, like, like okay, um, God, I, I, you know, I don't want him to be like every, like every other guy or whatever. But I, I made him work for it, and and even when I tried to push, he came right back because prophet is relentless. He sees what he wants and he'll go for it in a heartbeat. So it's, I'm learning to continue to be vulnerable in my relationship, to be vulnerable to myself and be like, man, I don't have to be strong all the all the time. Be, just be who I am and allow me to feel what I need to feel. Because sometimes I shut off those feelings and then, and then I didn't know what to do with them. And then when I did something with them, it was completely unhealthy or downright <laughs> sometimes deadly to myself and not to anybody else. So um, there is a piece that comes with being vulnerable and just being like, yep, this is this is me. This is who I am. And having those emotions and being like, yeah, yeah. Um, that is how I feel. And it's warranted, but I'm not going to stay there. I understand I can feel that way, but that doesn't mean that I have to stew in them for the rest of my life. So there is a, a huge piece that comes with being vulnerable and being authentic, because when you do that, it's like, okay, all right. And, and there's a confidence that comes from that, that it's, that people can can see, it, but you, but even if they can't see it, you can feel it. I can't, I can't necessarily see, um, but I definitely feel me being like, yeah, this is how, this is how I feel. I'm like, dad, I don't, I don't, I don't like this or, or just being like, oh, and being like, okay. And being cool with it and just um, letting yourself go, not having to be like, I I gotta, I gotta do this. And sometimes people pass things on that we don't have to accept, but sometimes we accept it and it becomes our life. And then if we're not careful, our lives will turn out just like theirs. So we gotta break it somewhere in there. My mom didn't really show a lot of emotions sometimes to a lot of people because she was always having to be strong all of the time she showed her emotions with me but there were some people she didn't show so I was like "Hmm." so I'm just I'm breaking I'm breaking the cycle right here (laughs) so I'm just like but you just being vulnerable is a learning curve but it is so rewarding just wanted to share
2: no, thank you for sharing. It is extremely, extremely rewarding, and it you miss life when you're not vulnerable to and authentic to yourself. You really do miss life. Go ahead, Mr. Phil.
9: We're going through a similar situation right now, you know, because everything is cycles the baby boomers were raised by the greatest generation who went through the depression and two world wars. So at that point, everybody was vulnerable. They had two world wars and the depression. So that was the greatest generation. And they raised the baby boomers. Well, the greatest generation couldn't, everybody was vulnerable. And that's what we're going through right now because of the pandemic, everybody's vulnerable. Because of what we hear in the news, everybody's vulnerable. So we're going through that point right now. And that's why people are going to be more authentic because that's what's going to get them what they want.
2: No, thank, thank you for bringing that up, Mr. Phil, because Antonio, Antonio used to say this, he hasn't said it in a while, but he used to say this quite often that the world is shifting itself. It's, it's, it's changing itself. Like the, The universe is like cleansing itself, something something along those lines. And if you've noticed, because I've been paying attention, there's more, there's more spirituality, people coming out correcting. That's what he said. The universe is correcting itself. That's what he said. And what Mr. Phil just said is a result of that you have people being more vulnerable people telling more of who they are people exposing more things you have people that are taking spiritual journeys that they wouldn't normally do you have those that are raised like me and grace raised in the church so we still love god but our concept of church has changed like I still get invited to Sunday church, and my mom, my mom would be like, "You should come." Thank you, mom. I appreciate it. Or, but if she say I'm teaching, I'll be there unless I have unless I have another obligation. If she's teaching, I'll be there. So my mom is; she's a ordained minister. So if she's teaching, I'll be there in support always. But to just go to church on Sunday, my my brain has been stretched too much i i i believe in fellowship but i also believe in reincarnation i also believe in necromancy i also believe in ancestors i also believe in kundalini i also believe in like i believe there's a lot of stuff that i believe in so to just randomly go to church eh, i'll go to support but my church is with y'all i have church every day monday through
3: friday i have church and on saturday mornings because i fellowship with y'all every single day that's my
5: fellowship Go ahead, Talisha. It's funny you say that, because I was like, it was yesterday, actually it was yesterday, I was speaking to this lady, and it's one of those things where kind of like, you only speak to your tribe about this because they only know. So remember I was talking about, I was seeing uh, 11, 11, 10, 10, all that type of stuff, right? And so I was trying to tell this lady, because what, what attracted me to her was that she was using God's word, using God to um, like putting God within her business, right? And I like the idea of it. And so I was telling her, and we had like a little call session or whatever, and I was just like, she was just like, she was telling me something, and I was just like, yeah, I was like, because I just had this experience where um, I saw 11-11 and it told me exactly what I need to do, right? Oh, you know what I'm talking about. Diana. So <laughs> I brought that to her thinking it was okay to say that. And she was just like, no, I don't believe in that stuff. She said, I trust God and God alone. And in my head, I was just like, oh, okay, you know, but I was just like, "Is not God in what I experienced. You know, like he gave me these signs. That's how, I, you know, like, so it's just like some people, when, like, when I told you I was talking about the people that really be into the word or really, uh, I don't know how to, how to explain. It. It's just like, they, they're just so into it. They don't look at like, God sent these signs To help you as well. You know, so when she said, I was like, oh,
2: okay. That's why you talk to people like Grace, Jerome, Miss Adonia, Prophet, Renee, Mr. Phil, Miss Susan, Antonio, Miss Sandra, Melissa, everybody on this call. Because you can, I don't know how many times I've said God and brought up scripture. But in the same breath, I say universe, ancestors, <laughs> your tribe, and when you and what I've learned, Talisha, is when I talk to people outside of that, I do it in baby steps. Like I can sit, I can sit with my stepfather and have a full conversation about herbs, witchcraft, uh, numerology, synchronization. I can have that conversation with him. I cannot have that conversation with my mom. Oh, and God. I can talk to him about God, too. I can talk to him about crystals. I can talk to him about Reiki. Everything. Heck, he knows about the magic cauldron in Houston. Does my mama? No. Will I ever have these conversations with my mom? No. (laughs) But I do it in baby steps. I drop every night when I'm talking to my mom every night. Yeah, mom, you know, this herb, da, 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 da. Oh, mom, you know what? This kind of tree, I found out if you plant it outside of your house, it protects you from, you know, spirits that are coming to, to, um, it protects you from the spirits that harm. She was like, you know what? That's good. She said, but that makes sense, you know, because uh, baby steps, but that's, but, you were being vulnerable. So what you did was you planted a seed for her. See, Uncle Romy Rome, Grace, Mr. Phil, Miss Susan, they can quote you, they can quote you a Bible verse. But if you ever notice, Mr. Phil will quote a Bible verse and he'll go to the Jerusalem Bible. Oh, Trinae's too.
3: Then he'll go to the Jerusalem Bible. What I've learned is this comes with being vulnerable.
2: Your when you'll when you're vulnerable your energy will tell you who you can freely talk to and it'll tell you when it's time see right now she's in a state where she's like she probably grew up like us like literally I spent every day but one day of the week at church just one day out of the week I was not at church and I got to a point where Antonio used to tell me, he said, I never told you to stop reading your Bible. That's what he told me. I was like, you sure, right? Because I got to a point, I'm not going to lie to y'all, I got to a point of confusion. Because I was trying to,
3: there's the universe, and then there was God. And they were just like this, universe here, God here.
2: I didn't know how to, Fuse everything I'd learned from awakening your Kundalini to numerology to astrology to the Holy Bible. To, I, I didn't know how to, like, it wouldn't go together. <laughs> but I slowly but
3: surely got to the point I was like, wait a minute, God is the universe. But not everybody connects those dots.
2: And then everything is in the Bible. So the Bible is not just the Bible. It's like the laws of the universe. <laughs> like, it's like right there in front of you. But it's baby steps. It really is baby steps. It, it takes, it's baby steps. But you have to be vulnerable. Like you first have to be vulnerable with yourself your vulnerable, authentic self. And then understand that everybody isn't. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Renee or Prophet, whichever one. Thank
10: you.
1: you.
2: Hey, Prophet.
10: Hey, dear. You
2: know what? I
10: just learned that all this is just the same, but it's just a different language. Prophecy is the same thing as a reading or psychic. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're getting you're getting the source. You're getting the source from the main one. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of people, with um, I learned that back in the day when we thought voodoo, voodoo is not really voodoo the way they say voodoo is. Voodoo we do, you do do. But anyway, um, <laughs> don't spit it out, Pinky. Don't spit it out. <laughs> But all of it is is the same. Now mm-hmm. I've come from the Baptist background, the Pentecostal background, the apostolic background. So I've been all these backgrounds, but now I'm learning through the bishop and learning through others. It's all the same. Knowing, you know, the 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 the, the, the Bible talks about chakras, but it don't say chakra. Right. It don't say the sacral. It don't say the crown. It don't. It don't say you know all the words that that we're used to learning with the seven. There's more than seven uh, chakras, but the main ones that people talk about is the main seven: the sacral, the crown, the you know, and all that stuff. But all of it is the same. All of it's the same, but just a language, different language and because of what our background taught us we look we found our nose down at witches we found our nose down at you know our psychics and all that but really when you're frowning your nose you're frowning your nose at god because god's using all of us i, I just share. wanted to say that no i I, I thank
2: you i thank you very much for saying that because and in, in that's When you are vulnerable, you are open to receiving the education of other cultures. And if you're truly authentic with yourself, the reception of those other cultures end up being, oh, it's all the same thing, just different languages, just like Prophet was saying. See, we call him Prophet. That's okay. But if we called him shaman, that would be a problem.
3: If we call him seer, that would be a problem. If we called him a mage, that would be a problem. If we called him a sorcerer, that would be a problem. If we called him a psychic. But because we call him prophet, that's okay. That's good. But they're all
2: all the same. When I go talk to my grandmother, I I I'll tell Tony all the time and say, "Hey, can I, is, is it is it cool if I go see my grandmother?" Now, mind you, my biological grandmothers have all passed away. The grandmother that I have today is my grand—that is my nana. K okay? to my heart, if she called me today, I am on the road to her house. I go talk to my biological grandmothers because they. Are still with me, and because of my and and that's something I can tell my mom about. Like I can actually talk to my mom's family, like my dad's family. Been talking to them about that. They actually believe in reincarnation. My my youngest unsaid said in the past life she was a rich white woman. <laughs> that's what she said. And if you meet her, <laughs> she sits and she and all and all three of my aunts feel the same way on my dad's side on my mom's side they're all they all grew up in the same church they still go to the same church but if I tell them and I actually did tell them I said I'm I spoke to Mama. that's what I called her I spoke to Mama,
1: and
2: you know I I had to actually told my mom I said she's proud of you because my mom actually spoke at the church she grew up at for the first time. And when I tell you the spirits and the emotions was high on that day, my cousin was there. He passed away. My grandmother was there. I didn't feel my grandfather. But my grandmother and my cousin, both of them were there. But I I was able to have these conversations with them because of their beliefs. But if I would have said, but if I would have said, yeah, I sat across from Mama and we had a whole conversation. And then she hugged me. That may go that conversation may go a little different. (laughs) But it's baby steps. But if I wasn't, if I wasn't the big kid, Talisha, if I wasn't vulnerable, Grace,
3: if I wasn't authentic to myself, Miss Brenda, my journey would have ended long
2: time ago. Not my physical journey. But my journey. But I have so much more to do. There is a line in "Jericho" by Eniko. I don't know if y'all have
3: heard that song. Um,
2: it starts off: I'm high. I'm from outer space. I got Milky Way for blood, evolution in my veins. If y'all on TikTok, you've heard it. It was a whole uproar about it because people was jacking the song, not giving her credit. Well, there's a line in there where she says, "Um, I got a message. I got a message co-signed from the grave. It's along those lines. Basically, she was saying, she spoke to her ancestors and they co-signed everything she's doing. I've had that experience but i would not like i've i told y'all i went and stood in a graveyard and looked around and all i felt was unachieved goals unlived dreams ideas that never saw the day of light i felt that energy and it was saddening. and so i knew at that point okay I'm supposed to help people so the graveyard is no longer the richest place in the world. But I would have never gotten to that point had I not become vulnerable and had I not been authentic with myself. Because see, growing up, the stuff that I felt, the things that I was curious about was considered taboo. Herbs. Herbs. Girl, go and get you some Tylenol and Collar today. Ain't no herb for that. <laughs> you got back pain. Girl, ain't no teeth. What you talking about rubbing, rubbing a dandelion on your back? Girl, go get you some Excedrin or go get you some ibuprofen and help you with that muscle pain. Just don't get that done. Don't Don't do that. Don't do that to yourself. Or the fact that I believe mermaids exist. Now, that's the conversation for another day. Y'all. I'm just giving you examples, okay? <laughs> but that kind of, those kind of things, had I not been vulnerable, I wouldn't be so excited and elated about it today. Go ahead, Mr. Phil.
9: Essential oils, what are you talking about? Exactly.
2: Go the only oil I know about is that canola oil. going to put some in the, in the pot and fry up some chicken. And some french fries so we can have dinner tonight <laughs> but being vulnerable allows you to go to god the universe as a child and it being vulnerable allows you to explore life and the only way you can get through the inconsistencies, the ups and downs, the ebb and flow of life is to be vulnerable. Because when an inse- when you get hit with an insecurity, if you're vulnerable and authentic with yourself, you're going to sit for a second. Now, first off, you're going to get hit. And it's
3: going to do one of two things. You're going to either hurt or you're going to get pissed.
2: Those are two responses, hurt or pissed. In some shape, form, or fashion, those gonna be your responses. But if you're vulnerable and you are authentic with yourself, you will understand and you will sit back and you'll pause. The power of pause is strong. And you say, okay. And you'll have that conversation, okay? That pissed me off. Why did that piss me off? Okay, that's why it pissed me off, okay? How do I feel about this? i'm definitely pissed all right yeah i'm 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 at a high i'm at my highest level of right now okay what do i need to learn from this why did this (laughs) and you gonna sit there and you gonna have that conversation and you'll be like okay i acknowledge that this pissed me off i'm giving voice to this emotion but this is what I learned. So what we're going to have to do is learn this lesson and move forward. We're not gonna get stuck in this lesson. we're not gonna live in this festivity. we're not gonna we, we're not gonna spend an eternity here because we already know the outcome if we stay. And we're doing something different. So since we're doing something different, we as in this is you having a conversation with the two yous in your head, since we, know the outcome, what we going to do is we're going to do the opposite this time. Now, sometimes you have to have a softer conversation. It's like, okay, look, I understand. I know you missed. I know you missed. Calm down. We got this. We're going to work through this. But let's not do like we always do, okay? Let's, let's not do it this time. <laughs> like, I've done this both ways, okay? I, <laughs> I've gone off on me and I've had to... <sighs> Come on, it's okay. <laughs> but I couldn't have that conversation with myself if I wasn't authentic and vulnerable with myself. Like this is a this is a almost decade journey for me. Actually, no, an eight year journey for me. It will be 15, 16, 17, 18. It's a seven and a half year journey. It'll be an eight year journey for me in December, in January. So this is a seven and a half year. It took me seven and a half years to get to this point where I could have this conversation with myself and not lie to myself. Because in order for me to answer the question, why did this piss me off? I can't lie to myself. Let's piss you off because this?
3: And then I have to ask myself, well, what did you do? That question. That's the question right there. What did you do?
2: Now, it's easy for me to have a conversation now. But before, shh, I not do nothing. This is your fault. <laughs> I'm finna come slash your ties and bust out your windows. <laughs> but no, so today, I actually want to assign you guys something. Not something to come back, but I would like for you, if y'all journal, if you don't journal, you can put it in a note somewhere, but write out the reason, like ask, answer this question, why am I not vulnerable? Just ask yourself that question, Why, why am I not vulnerable? And give an answer that don't do not filter your answers. If your answer comes out in a cuss word, write it out. If your answer is because I don't trust these fools, write it out. If your answer is because I don't trust myself, write it out. Do not filter your answers. Because you first have to be vulnerable and authentic with yourself before you can be vulnerable and authentic with anybody else. So ask yourself the question why am I not vulnerable? Because if I'm vulnerable, the excuse my verbiage, y'all. Because if I'm vulnerable, these niggas gonna think I'm weak. And I refuse for these fools to think I'm weak. So I have to show them I'm strong.
3: If that's your answer, Write it out. I probably get stones thrown at me for saying that, but
2: oh well. Because that's what I do. If I write it out, that's exactly what's going to come out. Because these fools think I'm weak. If I'm vulnerable, they're going to think I'm weak. And they got me messed up if they're going to think I'm weak. Because if they think I'm weak, they're going to run all over me. And I'm going to have to show up. And I'm trying not to be that person anymore. But if I roll up, I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings. I'm going to destroy who they are because I know how to use my words to break you. And I'm really trying not to do that anymore. But if I show them I'm weak, they're going to think they got a little maneuver room and I'm going to have to maneuver them right on into who they really are. Inject them. And I don't feel like doing it anymore. That's why I'm not vulnerable. <laughs> Go ahead, feel.
9: Well, and that's why we're having so many shootings. And that's kind of the, the environment of the hood.
2: Thank you. You have, you have shootings in the streets. You have shootings in schools because we don't allow kids to be vulnerable. And we put us on these kids and that's too much for them. They supposed to just be kids. They supposed to go to school, have fun, get in trouble go to the movies, go to dances, go to football games. They're not supposed to be working full-time jobs. That's our responsibility. They're not supposed to be taking care of the kids. That's our responsibility. A 16-year-old should not be responsible for her brother, his or her brothers and sisters, and she only, she, she is only 16. I've seen that
3: outcome. I've seen the
2: outcome of a teenager having to raise their kids. They brothers and sisters. He started at six. I've seen these outcomes. My dad started working at the
3: age of 10. He just turned 64. He's only been free since he was like 50. Actually, I lie.
2: He... He just retired. He ain't been that long. You didn't lie. You misspoke. Thank you. I misspoke. Thank you, Mr. Phil. I misspoke. I misspoke. He has been, he may be retired maybe like two, three years now, or three or four, one of those. But when you learn how to transcend the inconsistencies of life, you can teach the next generation and those around you to do the same. And do you realize how much more wonderful
3: life would be if
2: you are always becoming the next thing and you end up learning how to bend your paths And then you teach somebody else, and then they teach somebody else, and then they teach somebody else. The peace on earth would be absolutely amazing. But as Antonio tells us,
3: you got to go through the stank first. I don't like that part,
2: but you can't be light in light. You can only be light in darkness. I want to thank each and every one of you for joining us. Grace, what do we have on the agenda for tonight? Uh
5: wait. Oh, they, they, they left. Okay, so I'll ask uh Prophet Jay and Coach Raleigh if we're gonna have pain 2020 tonight. Today's Wednesday, right? Yes. Yes, pain 2020. If we have pain 2020 this evening, I'll I'll send everyone a message. It'll be at 5 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific.
2: All right, everybody. Now, Mr. Antonio is back. So y'all won't see me tomorrow morning. But I'm really thinking about continuing this. So if y'all want to text me and let me know, hey, we would like to be a part of that. And then text me like your free free times. I would. We can open and keep having this discussion because I've been enjoying it. And I thank y'all so much because I don't like looking stupid that I'm sorry I just saw that okay (laughs) I just saw that would I tell you that's why why (laughs) (laughs) I don't like looking stupid yeah I don't like looking like a fool and I don't like being embarrassed so what you're not gonna do on this day is get a weak me I want to thank y'all so much. I've had so much fun with y'all. Thank y'all so much. This has been awesome. You can plant better. You can dominate. Love you all and see you later. Love you more. (laughs)
1: I <laughs>